Hello everyone and welcome to Friend Diagram. This is the podcast where two friends catch up and find common ground between their favorite media. I'm Remy. I'm Kat. And today we will be doing an update on Barbarian, originally discussed in episode 17. Warning, spoilers ahead. And when we say spoilers ahead, we mean spoilers ahead. Oh, I'm excited. The By the time this comes out, the movie will pretty much be phasing out of theaters. The theater mm-hmm. I went and saw it at only had like one showing um, per day. So I think that it's kind of on its way out, but I'm really excited for this update. Yeah, I love when we can do the update episodes and get into much more heavy spoiler territory. That's yeah. such a treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so overall, I really, really enjoyed the film. I went with my friend who I always make go see spooky films with me. So Your designated uh, horror friend. Yes, my designated horror buddy. And we both really liked it. It was very scary. It, uh, I think it was probably the scariest film I've seen in the last few years. Really? I have to say. Um, oh, right. It is in your, it's like bullseye in your sensitive area. Of, yeah. Like home invasion slash unwanted presence. Oh, yeah. I was very mm-hmm. vocal in the theater. Oh, no. <laughs> We went to a showing of, like, eight people, and I was, like, screaming. Oh, no. Uh, I was just going, no, no, no. <laughs> um, did you bring a stress ball for your, to I occupy didn't. your hands? Oh, I no. didn't. Um, but I I don't know. It wasn't coming out in that way. It was just coming out vocally. Mm. <laughs> um, I thought it had really good moments, and I could definitely see what you were saying in the last episode or in the original episode, about you almost forgetting in certain moments that it's a horror film because the director... Zach Kreger? Yes. He very seamlessly switched from the horror pieces of the story to these other, like, vignette-type things that are happening. So her going to her job interview. Even when you see the like flashback where you interact with the main antagonist overall in terms mm-hmm. of, he's like a very indirect antagonist oh i think he's the main antagonist he is but he's also an indirect antagonist sure. because there's the antagonist that you're working against the whole time who mm-hmm. you're like really really scared of and then there's the this like horrible secondary antagonist that created mother and it's just like such a sad it like hits all of these different emotions in me it hits disgust it hits anger it hits true fear like that was Mm -hmm. such a scary film it hits sadness it had funny moments it like hit the whole range of emotion for me um but mainly what it left me with i would say was just like this sense of like just overwhelming disgust. Like, this is a horrible human being mm-hmm. that has done a horrible thing. And these are, like, the aftermath consequences of that. So it, it was very emotionally evocative, which is one of, like, 
the things I'm looking for in a film. It mm-hmm. was great. Definitely one that I'm really glad I got to see in a theater. Right. Yeah, and I'm glad you agree about how deftly Zach Kreger transitioned between normal story mm-hmm. beats that would, you know, be yes. at home in any type of typical film into just, you know, clammy hands horror. Mm-hmm. And it um I it's crazy. I'm still coming back to the word effective. He was so effective in every yes. way, in every emotion you just listed. Mm-hmm. He was so effective. At, yes, um, instilling those emotions in the audience uh, in a very visceral way. Yeah, 30 minutes in, I could have seen that movie going a completely different direction, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that is the setup for a beautiful rom-com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved the meet-cute. I was I know. there for it. I was in love with the guy. I Keith. love when <laughs> Keith, yes. Poor Keith. I know when he so keith is played by bill skarsgård who mm-hmm. was initially it or or the not new it. yes the new it the new pennywise the clown yes the first role that i'd seen him in was the new version of it yeah sorry i just won't stand for tim curry erasure <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen the original it okay um so, um but i just meant that like Initially, what what I think of, what comes to mind uh, when I think of Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise. And so I was expecting him to be kind of cast as like a, a spooky character. And I mm-hmm. was thinking that that was an intentional choice that we would kind of be suspect of this character. 100%. But it went in a completely opposite direction where this was just a lovely man who, when he, like, wants her to drink the wine, and she's, like, away, and he's, like, I just thought that you would want to see me open it because yeah. uh, I didn't want you to feel uncomfortable because I know that you don't know me, but I thought it mm-hmm. might be nice for us to share this wine. And she's, like, oh, no, you go ahead, but, uh, like, I appreciate that. It was so cute. I know. And the duvet, I... when he's putting the duvet cover oh, on the yeah. cover, and he looks like a little ghost. I, I totally him. forgot about that. There, I know, they were so Their cute. Their chemistry was fantastic. Excellent. Oh my god. I wanted them to be together. And there's this this one moment between the two of them after the duvet cover is like on. They have like this really awkward chemistry of like, all right, I'm going to leave now and go mm-hmm. to bed and we're going to end this night and uh, sleep well, basically. And, yeah. um, he he leaves and Georgina Campbell's character Tess just has this like lingering smile on her face because she's like going through some issues with her relationship and she wants that guy to stop calling her mm-hmm. um, in the beginning. I'm going to be honest. I may have been five to ten minutes late for the movie <laughs> when I saw You're so chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh But basically, so she, like, arrives at the Airbnb, and Mm -hmm. she's, like, in her car, and she keeps ignoring calls from this guy that keeps popping Mm. up. And so that's, like, kind of some some subtext that you're getting about her and her relationship, and she's going to get this new job in a different part Mm -hmm. of the country. 
Yeah. And then she gets to meet this, like, wonderful guy who, like, cares so much about her mm-hmm. and is they just They have the so sweetest. much in common. I know. They have a lot of similar interests. He's seen yeah. the, the documentary. Yeah. Oh. And, like, you just want the movie to change from a horror movie because you know bad's coming. You know yeah. some real bad shit's coming. Either Bill Skarsgård is going to kill her or right. something's going to kill Bill Skarsgård. You know one of two things. Yeah. And uh, anyways, so that was fantastic. I thought their chemistry was perfect. I want a different version of this movie where they just write a rom-com with like some spooky stuff going on, but everyone, everyone's fine at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely watch that. And it's just a friendly ghost and <laughs> one more Bill Skarsgård moment yeah. that I really loved is when Tess is stuck in the basement and mm-hmm. she's like locked down there. She's freaked the fuck out because she's oh, just yeah. discovered some wild shit. Mm-hmm. And Bill Skarsgård's character comes up to the front door. The key's not in the lockbox because uh, she had it in her pocket. Mm-hmm. And he comes up to the front door and she's like knocking on the window so that he can let her out. And uh, he has this like moment where he's like, what you doing down there, you little silly? And I like broke out laughter <laughs> in the theater because I was like, it's just so like jarring. Their two emotional states were oh, yeah. just, they were in such different places. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really a cute moment because he was like, what you doing down in the basement, silly? Mm-hmm. Where's the key? Um, it was just so cute. Yeah, this film really won me over to Bill Skarsgård in general. Oh, yeah. I I actually had a question. So Tess and Keith get double booked for this Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is for sure somebody behind the scenes doing this and coordinating this so that they have to have this experience. That's kind of like what I initially thought was going on. Sure. But what it seems like is that this is a true fluke and the rental company just accidentally double booked these people. And then all of this stuff just happened for no reason. It was all just random. It was all just because Tess wanted to go get some toilet paper. I think so. I mean, in my mind, it was an unintentional clerical error. Yeah. I came away thinking it was just an error. But, like, obviously, at first, I was like, who's, why is this happening? Like, did Keith make this happen? Or um, someone unseen or something like that. But I think I settled on an, an unfortunate error. I really love the guy that chases after her and is like, don't go in that house. Yeah, the homeless man. I loved him because that was so scary initially. I was like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, she's getting chased down the street in Detroit. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely terrifying. Um, And he's like banging on the door. Yeah, he needs a different approach. (laughs) I was like, you need to approach this woman very calmly. (laughs) Yeah. Do not chase her into the house that you don't want her to go into. Exactly. But he was chill, and then I loved his death because he was like, I've lived here for 20 years, and she's never come in here, that she mm-hmm. comes in and immediately rips his arms off. I was like, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. It was great. I did not guess any of the twists, um, oh. which I really liked because usually that's like my main goal going into a movie, but I didn't even put together 
what we had talked about in episode 17, I bleeped out the X-Files episode (laughs) that closely related to this movie. And even knowing that X-Files episode, I didn't put it together. Yeah, that was a huge clue. I know. I was like, ah, I see now. Yeah, I guess so for the listener, I compared this to the legendary X-Files episode, Home. It was banned from syndication because Mm -hmm. people were disturbed by the heavy incest elements of it, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. And just like, it was just really traumatic. Gruesome outcomes of incest. Yeah, it was like... And like... yeah, the the mom character is just, right. like, on a rolling pallet under the yeah. bed. Right. It's real creepy. It's all mm-hmm. fucked up. Which is why I thought it was a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, <laughs> I disagree that so much incest would make a hyper-powerful uh, being that could... <laughs> survive super being run over by a car falling mm-hmm, off of a mm-hmm, building mm-hmm. and then being well she didn't survive being shot in the head but right yeah i know what you mean but i mean if you just suspend <laughs> yes you're definitely you're just believe a little bit yeah it definitely it basically holds together because yeah. i liked the idea of that yeah it's funny i can't believe with my clues you didn't guess it i i didn't really go into it thinking mm-hmm. i wanted to sure and then by the time the reveal happened i was like ah now i get it yeah because i remember i forget the entire sequence of everything but i was mulling things over and i was like hmm, in order for this woman to be living there she probably was like born in the 80s and had x number of offspring and blah 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 and i was thinking in my head some fucked up guy must have lived there in the 80s mm-hmm. and then the next act break happened and it the screen went to black and then there was like a needle drop from a classic 80s song or something mm-hmm. i was like yeah that's what happened like as soon as i heard that track i was like i know this is correct yeah <laughs> basically Oh, the imagery was just so upsetting. When they start exploring the tunnels and they're just like dog crates, Mm -hmm. that was terrifying. (laughs) That like, I had a very emotional response to that because I was like, oh, nope. Mm-mm. If someone gets locked in a crate, I'm gonna lose it. Hmm. Um, <laughs> that activated claustrophobia that I didn't know I had. Oh. Um, but yeah, that was scary. I really liked the use of darkness in the film because I thought it um, it just made me so scared because you couldn't see what was coming. And there were these moments where the, the flashlight that I, I believe AJ was holding would like flash and Mama would be closer and yeah. then it would flash again and she would be closer. And I was like, oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it like built suspense really well. Yeah, because for the whole first act, you have very little information and you're uncovering um, the full extent of the tunnel system and the horrors within as Georgina Campbell's character sees more and more. Like, literally, 
what she can uncover visually is Mm -hmm. the information you're receiving as the audience. Mm -hmm. And it's uncovered so scarily because so much of it is in darkness and you're just Mm -hmm. catching glimpses and you're running past rooms and you're just seeing the dog crates for a moment and you're like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but we don't have time to linger on it because here's another horrifying thing to look and at. And Bill Skarsgård is screaming in the distance. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Because Bill goes to explore and mm-hmm. she's like, why hasn't he come back yet? Yeah. And then she goes back down and in mm-hmm. there. And then she's like trying to find Bill Skarsgård. He's freaked the fuck out. And mm-hmm. then I really loved the way that Mama's whole state of being is reactive So if somebody else is freaked out, she's freaked out and Mm -hmm. wants it to stop. And I was so sad that Bill Skarsgård's character died so early on. Yeah. um, Because I for sure wanted him to make it out. And you had said in the episode before that based on who survives, it's the person that's trying to understand what drives other people. And I was like, oh, Bill Skarsgård absolutely is doing that (laughs) through the whole first, like, act because he's, like, trying to understand Regina Campbell's character and make her feel comfortable. And I was like, this is totally... He's going to be fine. He's going to be great. And nope, (laughs) absolutely not. So he dies in a very gruesome way. Mm -hmm. I hated that. Um... I definitely screamed during that part. (laughs) But yeah, I really liked how they buried the lead with him too. Because in that scene, I still was on the fence of whether or not Bill Skarsgård was just like luring her down into those tunnels. Yeah, because why the fuck did he do that? Like that was so... Because he's So overly confident, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That was the dumbest decision Mm -hmm. in history yeah because that's i can see why based on my takeaway Mm -hmm. message from the film being like the the ultimate winner is the person that understands the people around them Mm -hmm. i can see why you thought maybe bill skarsgård's character would be okay because Mm -hmm. he like had the wine discussion and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but he fell short in other ways yes absolutely kind of like case in point when Tess is in the basement and she's locked and she's completely freaked out, he comes in being like, oh, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. it's like he can't um, grasp the depth of her distress yeah, if, enough to understand that he should not be going down there mm-hmm. and he shouldn't be requesting that she stay just a little bit longer while he goes in there. Like, he should understand this lady's freaked out for a reason and I don't need to go figure out why I'll just he should have just believed her Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that was definitely his like fatal mistake yeah Um, but I liked Keith Um, me too I thought he was a good dude a little misguided but a good dude AJ on the other hand (laughs) that dude's a piece of shit yeah that's Justin Long's character right yeah that's Justin Long I had some things to process (laughs) about my Justin Long crush. Uh, but I thought, uh, so I love the way Justin Long's character is written because he is creating his own reality. 
And I think that it's such an interesting way to write an unreliable character and an unreliable, um, like if he was a narrator in a book, it would be really interesting to play with that because he is clearly convincing himself, himself, himself (laughs) (laughs) of a certain way that things went down when he clearly knows that that's not the way things went down, but he has convinced himself into this like delusional state of being. Mm -hmm. So he, the, the film starts and he gets a call. So (laughs) this is a funny uh, addition. So I missed the initial part of Justin Long's call because I peed before I went into the theater, got so scared during the initial spooky scenes with uh, Keith and Tess that mm-hmm. I had to go pee again. And so I mm-hmm. left. So I missed a little bit of that initial call that Justin Long gets while he's in his car. Okay. But basically what you grasp from that is that he's being accused. I don't actually even know what he does uh, for work. I think that was essential context that I missed. But he is being accused of sexually assaulting one of the um, women that he, like, brought onto the team. I think it's a a woman who was cast in the pilot of a TV show he's producing or show running Mm -hmm. or something. I don't know his exact role, but he's, like, in charge of making TV. Got it. And you don't know whether or not he did it. He says like, oh, God, no, that absolutely didn't happen. I'm going to sue her for all she's worth. Like, And he keeps going kind of back and forth. So he'll be like, I'm going to sue her and get all this money. And then he's like, I should call her and try to just clear everything up. And his lawyer's like, no, don't call her. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back to Detroit to sell some of his properties um, that he's using to make extra money and meets up with one of his childhood friends and basically confirms that she was not willing to have sex with him initially, but then he kept pushing and pushing and eventually she had sex with him, which is sexual assault. That is like textbook sexual assault. Right. So at that moment, you realize that Justin Long has convinced himself that that was an okay behavior and that he's not in the wrong for that and that she had sex with him. So it's fine. So yeah, God, he's such a dick. Um, And then Justin Long has this really interesting interaction with the old man in the basement tunnels Mm -hmm. where he confronts this person who has done really really terrible things to women. And he says, like, what is wrong with you? Is, like, his only response to these, like, VHS tapes that the guy has been making for a really long time. And it just... I, I don't exactly know. I think that the director and writers are leaving things up to your own interpretation about his character in that moment. But it's, it's a very interesting moment because you can see that Justin Long can tell right from wrong and he should be able to do so in his own life. I think that in a way that serves that purpose of showing you Justin Long knows right from wrong, but when he does wrong in his life, he's able to brush it over and convince himself that he didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what I took from that scene personally. And then later... 
they're running from Mama, and they go up this tower. Why they go up the tower, I don't know. That seems like a place that will end, and this thing can definitely climb stairs. And Justin Long's pure incompetence with a gun Mm -hmm. is staggering. Because he, one, shoots Tess in the stomach and is like, oh my god, it was an accident. And then he has this whole scene where he's like, it was an accident, but like, I've got to take accountability for this. And you think that you're seeing like a turning point in Justin Long's character where like he's going to take accountability for his actions from now on and be a good boy. And then he throws Tess off the tower as a distraction so that he can get away from the monster. Mm-hmm. He thinks he kills both Tess and the monster. Yeah. So he goes back down to investigate. Then he realizes Tess is still alive. So he's like, I don't know what happened. You slipped out of my grasp. I didn't mean to throw you. Like, What a fuck. In that moment, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Really? Really? Like, he was already irredeemable, but, like, how could you get even worse? That's how. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know how he did it, but he did. And he was like, it was an accident. I was like, in what world are you going to convince yourself that that was an accident? Like, he's already starting to, like, shift his reality again. So, just, uh, what a time. Well, I think you bring up a really good point about what that scene of Justin Long discovering the VHS tapes Mm -hmm. illustrates. I think that's a really good piece of supporting evidence that he is a complete narcissist. Yeah. And I think you're totally right when you say that he can, he knows right from wrong Mm -hmm. when he sees an example of another person doing wrong. Mm -hmm. But when he does something wrong, like sexual assault, he cannot integrate that with his concept of himself Mm -hmm. like it totally is incompatible with what he thinks about himself and it it's funny because the language he uses when he is describing what happened with that actress to his friend in the bar it's all really self-centered language Mm -hmm. because he's like you know i'm a persistent guy you know Mm -hmm. that about me and blah 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 and it's all about his personality Mm -hmm. and how his personality justified what he did Mm -hmm. and it's not about the act itself in a you know objective uh definition of it it's all a self-centered take on everything. And so, yeah, I think you're definitely on to something there. Yeah. One other thing that I forgot to bring up that's in my notes that I'm seeing now is that um, I love the scene where he is discovering the tunnels for himself and he's got his little measuring tape. That's the funniest part of the entire and movie. And he, like, finds the little room. So... What kind of all kicks us off is Tess finds the room where, like, women were kept. She sees, like, a mattress and a bucket and a video camera. And she puts the pieces together real quick. Obviously. And it's terrifying. And so she's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And AJ just waltzes into that room, measures Mm -hmm. it to see if he can put it on the listing as extra square footage. Exactly. Because everything in the world is, uh, you know, its function is to serve him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It was just really painful to watch him interact 
with the world. Mm -hmm. I just really hate that guy. Yeah, especially when Tess was literally giving step-by-step instructions on how to survive and he was ignoring them. What a Mm -hmm. fuck. He just fucked up everything for her constantly. Yeah. And she went back to save him. I know. And it was so frustrating. And I was like, leave him. Leave him there. He's fine. Absolutely. He's fine. Leave Mm -hmm. him there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, what an absolute incompetent piece of shit. But yeah, I thought the movie was really good. I liked the ending. Me too. Um, I honestly don't know what some people didn't like about the ending. Yeah. All I kept seeing was that it was controversial. And I guess mm. I, I don't know. I either forgot what people didn't like about it or I just assumed. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was great. Um mm-hmm. I thought it, well, I mean, I think maybe what was controversial is that, like, you find out that it's this really sad, horrible situation for this creature, and that they're a product of their environment in the most horrible way that you can be, and I think it's sad that she has to kill this creature, but there's no other option. Yeah, she's clearly not relishing killing the mother. Yeah. But I think that that might make people uncomfortable because very quickly you realize that this creature isn't the antagonist they're just doing their best Mm -hmm. and their best is really scary but it's it's just a creature that's been essentially brainwashed and wants to have a baby Mm -hmm. and wants to care for something and doesn't understand how to do that but Mm -hmm. yeah just a stressful film but I thought it had really interesting points and I liked that the real monster was not the monster that we were the most scared of, you know? Mm -hmm. I liked what they did with that and I liked, I think things were really, like the performances were just really nuanced and emotionally evocative. Like I just, and even, even when you see Mama, she, when she's approaching Justin Long and his flashlight keeps um, going out and he's about to discover the old man in that room and there's like a little bell Mm -hmm. and she sees the bell and then backs slowly away from that door. That was like very, that's when I like really started putting even more pieces together. I was like, this thing's still scared of that. Whatever's in that room, that thing is scared of. Exactly. And she does not want to go in there. And at that point, you don't even know that the old man's still alive down there. Mm -hmm. Um, Barely, but he is. And she's terrified of him. Exactly. Yeah, no, that was really well done. I was like, that motherfucker, he's in there. I know he is. Mm -hmm. But it's in that moment where you realize that this is a creature that has, like, feelings and emotions and... yeah is just like a feral human and Mm -hmm. it's just really it's like a really sad concept but i thought it was just really well done and all of the emotional beats in that film were just like on point Mm -hmm. and i just really liked the visual at that moment of her just barely coming into the light enough to be perceived out of mm-hmm. the tunnel and then receding back into darkness. <sighs> yeah. That was an excellent shot. I loved it. And it is completely on brand that Justin Long's character didn't fucking glean any information from that oh, yeah. whatsoever. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm really glad I went to go see it. I thought it was really good. And Georgina Campbell was incredible. In Amazing. It. She was incredible. Right? I want to see her in some more stuff. Yeah, I've got to look up that um, Black Mirror episode that she's in. Definitely because, do. Uh, that's, what did you say it was called again? Hang the DJ. Hang the DJ, yes. I've got to look that up. And I want to see Bill Skarsgård being a normie in a lot of other things, too. I know. Because I loved him. <laughs> I would love to see him be just a normal dude. <laughs> He's literally so perfect. I loved him. Um, what a cutie. And he was just, like, so wholesome and good. And ah, what a good dude. He didn't deserve to die. No. I mean, he did. he did not listen. He was a little bit of a dummy in that moment, but I don't think it should have been his, like, fatal mistake. No. I wish he hadn't died, but... It was really good. And, oh, and then I have a follow-up on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, then I get home from the movie. I was just gonna ask. <laughs> and I was like, oh, don't get too scared down in the basement. Because uh, my friend that I went to go see it with, she lives on like the lower level of her house oh, yeah. that she shares with people. And uh-huh. I was like, at least you know there aren't any tunnels down there. And she was like, yeah. And she texted me later and she was like, I didn't get scared in my house, but I was very paranoid when I took my dog for a walk, <laughs> like walking hmm. out and around. Sure. And when I had gotten home, um, You've heard the sounds that my cats make when they go up and down the stairs, right? Mm-hmm. And They're, how it sounds um, like footsteps, like human footsteps. I don't know how they do it. They're very heavy-footed. <laughs> Sparky's just a very long boy, and <laughs> I think he goes down the stairs like two feet at a time, like mm-hmm. thump, 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 mm-hmm. and... <laughs> They got into a mood where they were just going to run up and down the stairs over and over and over. And I was laying in my bed and I was like, guys, you got to stop now. It's bedtime. And I couldn't fall asleep. I was so scared. But it was it was a very funny time. Yeah. And they eventually settled down. They had to tire themselves out. But it Mm -hmm. sounds so much like a human walking up and down the stairs. It's so scary. Ugh. But it just made me think of Will, Will slamming his phone into the door. Yeah. <laughs> and um, me being like, oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Watch it when it comes out on streaming. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm, so I'm excited good. to watch it again. Can't wait to watch it with Alex and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> DM us. I'll add them. That would be so fun. We can all get together on the East Coast and Mm -hmm. (laughs) watch fun movies. I'd never leave. I'd be like, sorry, I've got to quit my job. I've got to hang out with my new friends. Thanks for joining us this week on Friend Diagram. Thank you to Tyler Seek for the creation of our intro and outro music. Did you take any of our recommendations? Have any thoughts on the show? Let us know at frienddiagrampod at gmail.com and we might read your email on a future episode. If you can, please take a moment to rate and review the show on your podcast app of choice. 
and we'll see you back here, same place, next week. Bye for now.